Rural Focus. I'm on Coaching with WA Farmers President John Hassel. Mate, good morning there to you. Morning, Troy. How are you? Oh, well, I'm okay, mate. Uh, how are you going? Oh, look, I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> now, people think I might have suffered pretty badly when I got booted out last week, but I'm actually okay. <laughs> yeah, for those who uh, don't know, you went along to uh, the press conference last Friday. The uh, Agriculture Minister, Murray Watt, did come to WA to announce this panel to uh, construct on how and when they should phase out the live sheep exports. As you say, you went along to this press conference... Talk us through what happened to you, mate. So I, I decided, you know, in order to find out as much information yeah. as I could, I'd, yep. I'd go along and yep. just hear what hear what the minister had to say. And I wasn't planning on asking any questions because it was for the press. So I yep. thought I'd just sit up the back and listen. Anyway, they uh, they came and asked me who I was and then told me that uh, I wasn't welcome and I had to leave. And that was came from both the minister and the minister's chief of staff. I did assure them that I wasn't there to cause trouble and they still wouldn't let me stay. So uh, he got kind of frog marched out the front door, but uh, not in a nasty way, but okay. uh, just asked to leave. Now, as president of uh, WA Farmers, mate, uh, with the actions going forward, uh, what sort of actions are you looking to, to take now? Well, look, look for starters, you know, we've got to point out the, uh, the, uh, the, the the folly of all of these things. I mean, they ask us to, you know, rely on the science when it comes to climate change, mm. but they're not relying on the science when it comes to the live sheep trade. And, you know, the science is showing that we're doing a very good job with that and that mortality is very low, et cetera. And, uh, and you know, we're, we're complying with all of the requirements of the government and doing it very, very well. Yeah. I think that's one problem. Another problem is that they say that they're going to have, uh, you know, alternative uh, processing facilities and that the, uh, the the sheep will all be able to be processed onshore. Now, the only problem with that is that if there was money in it, people would be doing it already. You know, on a long-term basis, we're 8 to 23% behind the eastern states because yeah. we don't have a domestic market. So, you know, I'm, I'm having a real struggle trying to understand how they think they're going to be able to solve all these problems. Uh, you know, this... this if you take the value of the industry as anywhere between eight, 80 million and 132 million, apply a multiplier effect to it, <clears throat> excuse me, apply a multiplier effect to it, and then take it over 10 years, the industry's worth $7.87 billion over 10 years. Now, you know, they're not going to be able to replace that easily. Uh, it's, it's pretty hypocritical as well because we're telling other countries that they can't have food. And as soon as you restrict the supply of food, every time you restrict the supply of food, and we're doing it with all sorts of things, not just food, we're doing it with coal as well, mm. we're trying to. Every time you restrict that, it makes it more expensive for the people who can afford it the least. And I think we're being incredibly paternalistic. So there's lots of problems with this, and it's yep. a very arrogant, uh, I guess, uninformed, ignorant decision by the government thinking they've got a mandate. Now, well, they, they don't really have a mandate either because, you know, the first election they came up with, they didn't win the election. The second election, they actually might have they might have won the election, but uh, was with less a vote than they got than the previous election, which they lost. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. It's, it's hardly a mandate. <laughs> so there's all sorts of, there's so much rubbish going on here, and I think they're just pushing ahead trying to appease the Greens, which is not really a very wise idea, in my opinion. Uh, if this does happen to get through, uh, Johnny, uh, how much of an impact will it have on the sheep? the wool industry, and how much effect will it have, say, on international trade? Well, I think it, it, it might turn uh, international markets off yep. us. Yep. I think it will certainly make some farmers say, well, without the live trade, I can't continue to be in sheep and make more of a turn towards crop. I think it'll have a detrimental effect on our lupin industry, for instance, because it's mostly domestic, or at least I think it's a fair chunk domestic. Uh, you know, our feed barley industry, it's, it'll have a detrimental effect. More people will, you know, be leaving small towns because it's a labour-intensive industry and it'll, it'll put a lot of a lot of pressure on regional areas. So what can we do about it as WA farmers? Look, we've, we've already done uh, one thing. We've got a, uh, we, we had a, you know, go and try and campaign directly with the minister. The other things that we're going to try and do is we're going to try and put a campaign together for the Woolarama to yep. try and 
get it through to the Labor Party that this is not a good policy and that it needs to be reversed. I mean, they've already shown that they can reverse policies with the superannuation and with yeah, the uh, yeah. with the electricity. So, <laughs> and, and, you know, they're not based on science. They're based on just changing their minds. Well, we've actually got something we've got science-based and they should change their mind on it. So, Absolutely. you know, we, we, look, we're, we're, not, uh, we're not sitting by and doing yeah. anything, not being no. idle. We've actually got a Livestock Council meeting this morning trying to discuss okay. it and see which way we're going to turn. So there's a few things in the wind, uh, but, yeah, we'll just we'll keep you posted as they come about. Absolutely. Could you take legal action if it comes to that? Well, look, we're checking that out as well yeah, about yeah. the legalities of whether uh, the federal government can ban an industry or whether the West Australian government can tell the rest mm. of Australia that they can go and you know operate separately from us under the constitution. Yeah. So we're still checking those things out. What are your thoughts on this so-called panel that has been put together? Oh, pretty disgusted, actually. Yeah. Uh, Warren Snowden might be the only one because he's out of the Northern Territory. He was a, a Labor senator out of the Northern Territory. And, of course, that's the biggest cattle producer, I think, in the country. And we're the second biggest exporter behind Brazil. Mm. Uh, but, you know, the, the Murray-Darling Basin chief executive, if ever there was a failed regulatory um, body, then the Murray-Darling Basin was yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> you know, why, why put someone who's you know got a track record of failing in there? Um, you know, the other two, RSPCA, oh, I think that's a bit of a joke. You know, how is that going to represent farmers? They're going to have a negative bent to us all together. And the third one, I'm not really sure that there's any agricultural representation there whatsoever. So I'm pretty disgusted with the whole show. If you're the ag minister, surely you're looking after the ag sector, aren't you? Or supposed well, to be? You, 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 <laughs> well, we had, a, we had an, ag, an ag minister against agriculture yeah, in Western yeah, Australia, and yeah. now we've got one federally. It's actually. <laughs> Speaking of the new WA ag minister, have you heard from... Jackie Jarvis? Look, I, yes, I have, oh, okay. and, and she she immediately, you know, I invited her down to our farm almost as soon as she got elected, which or appointed rather, and uh, we had a good discussion about lots of things. She's actually in favour of the live trade debate. Yep. Uh, we we think it's incumbent upon the Western Australians to actually try and get the Federal Labor Party to change their policy, and I'm going to try and get that through to Jackie that we'd mm. like her to be doing that. And I'm, look, I'm sure she is, but you know, once the decision's been made, it's very hard for her to turn around and say, well, mm. you know, she can't make she can't change the decision without it being constitutional. So, uh, look, I, I think she's doing all the right things at this stage of the game. Compensation, if this does happen, mate, can they compensate farmers around WA? Not just the farmers, but there's going to be trucking industries, feedlot industries. They won't have well, enough money, will they? Well, I think I think you're right. Uh, the Constitutionally, if the federal government cans an industry, then it's incumbent upon them to compensate the, uh, the industry which it stops. Now, uh, how much that's going to be, I'm not sure, and how mm. much they think it might be, I'm not sure. But if you took you use the multiple effect, which I talked about earlier, yeah, of four yeah. and a half, which is actually quite a low multiplier effect. If you took that and multiplied the 136 million that the trade's worth, that's you know somewhere in the order of 600 million dollars a year, and you add a five percent growth rate on that every year. Over 10 years, it's worth about 7.87 billion dollars to, mm. to the Australian and the West Australian economies. Now, on that basis, you know, is the federal government going to compensate us on that? I'm not sure that they'd be that keen to, but you know, the uh, the cattle industry still hasn't been paid for the compensation that they are supposed to have been paid um, from something that happened uh, more than 10 years ago. Have you ever seen a copy of this so-called social licence or whatever they're <laughs> Well, there is, there's no such thing as there. It's just, <laughs> I didn't you know, think it's there just, was, but... No, no, it's, it's, it's a fake term to try and put us back in our box.
And uh, no, there is no such thing as a social licence, and we haven't lost any licence that we might have had. In fact, we've uh, we've probably got some brownie points on our licence, and uh, and not that I think that we should transgress in any way, shape, or form, because uh, none of us want to see that. But I don't think there's uh, I don't think there's any licence being lost at all. Uh, when was the last time, John, that the ag sector around Australia became so united on this issue? Because what there was around twenty five peak farming organisations that wrote a letter to the minister. Has this ever happened before? Well, that you're aware of? probably not. Not not. Not quite so comprehensively. I think mm, the, uh, yeah. the the port dispute uh, back in the yeah, 80s yeah. Uh, was was a time when everybody got together and the uh, the National Farmers Federation really brought everybody together and and the the funds were used from the National Farmers Fighting Fund and that might be an opportunity to use that again this year. In fact, we'll be discussing that this morning. Uh, I know that you had a little cheeky uh, meeting, well, not so uh, a cheeky meeting, but you did put up on social media that yourself, Trevor Whittington and Farmer Bolt from uh, Corrigan had a bit of a meeting on the side of the road, mate. Was there much discussed? <laughs> Well, actually, it's amazing how much more you can achieve by actually standing face to face. Stephen gave me a ring to see if we could work together, and I think that's a really good idea. And I said, look, I'm sneaking past, uh, you know, from one farm to the other. Why don't we just have a chat on the side of the road? And and look, I reckon we've achieved more in uh, in 10 or 15 minutes than we could possibly have done on the telephone. So it was a very worthwhile exercise. So I'm guessing all in all, mate, uh, probably a good time now to get behind farming repertory groups and uh, well the time to do it is, is right now. Uh, absolutely I'd, I'd urge anybody, don't, look I don't care who you join as long as you join your groups and yeah. uh, and get behind us because we are you know we're pretty uh, we're pretty committed to trying to do something about this. So you said you're going to have something there at Wagen this, this upcoming weekend mate, uh, what will you have there? Well I, I'm not going to say just yet just okay. in case it doesn't come off this right morning. Okay. <laughs> All right. so, but look we are we are trying to do some okay, stuff some and uh, hopefully hopefully it'll come off and, uh, and, and you know it'll be well and truly uh, it'll be visible. I know that your WA Farmers Annual Conference is coming up soon, mate, so I'm sure this will be a hot topic of discussion. Oh, I'm sure it will. <laughs> will it take up the whole day? Oh, look, I don't think so. I think it's pretty structured at this stage okay. of the game and we, yeah. we don't develop. We, we, try, we try to get all our motions and everything dealt with before the conference so that we can, you know, just enjoy the presentations and, and you know, get the, the annual general business uh, out of the way and, uh, and you know, do a bit of learning. Anything else that you'd like to add before I let you get to this meeting this morning, mate? No, that's about it. Thanks, Troy, and I really appreciate the opportunity.